This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is sponsored by Grand Heron International. Through a growing network of credentialed and vetted coaches, Grand Heron International brings you on-demand coaching with Coaching On-Site and the Coaching Assistance Program for Corporations. Whether you are a company committed to investing in your leaders, an individual navigating a complex situation, or a coach searching for a superb network of coaches, visit us at GrandHeronInternational.com. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. We are all faced with difficult circumstances and challenges in our lives in our exercise of leadership. Would you like to be a more resilient leader? If your answer is yes, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. My guest today, Julie Lewis, will explain how we can become a more resilient leader who doesn't just bounce back, but like a rubber band, bounces back even stronger from challenges and adversity. Julie Lewis works with organizations that want to create resilient next-level performers. She's a seasoned adventurer and entrepreneur who challenges and changes the way people think, act, and dream. She has led multinational teams of men and women on 60 life-transforming expeditions to more than 20 countries, including Antarctica. She has climbed several high-altitude mountains, including the highest peaks in the Middle East, Europe, and Africa. Julie is an accredited resilience consultant through one of the leading business psychology groups in the UK. Julie is also a certified stress management facilitator and emotional intelligence practitioner and in the practice with the Institute of Zen Leadership. Here with me today, all the way from Abu Dhabi, the amazing Julie Lewis. Julie, welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be sharing the information and connecting with you and supporting your Keep Leading podcast. As you know, we, we met through the C-suite a couple of years ago, and I, I'm just loving seeing you go from strength to strength. And uh, I, it's an honor to be on the show and support it. So thank you so much. 
Yes, we met some years ago, and I believe your book, which we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, Moving Mountains, was just released uh, at that time, and you had achieved the C-Suite Book Club bestseller designation and all that fun stuff. So, yes, it's been a joy to be connected with you and watch your travels. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Your living travel channel all in yourself. (laughs) Well, it builds resilience. You know, the more experiences we have, whether they're good experiences or not so good experiences, experience it really does build that resilience and gives you an open more uh, flexible mind to different uh, terrains different business values different cultures different beliefs it's 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 very super powerful experiential resilience definitely i can imagine now there's a lot of talk about resilience everyone's talking about that these days what really is resilience julie um, do you know, I have a lovely quote. Well, it's Lao Tzu's quote, and it's stand like mountain, flow like water. Um, so basically, I think it's the ability to stand strong like a mountain, but also to be like water and, and go with the flow and weave around obstacles. There, there's several definitions, you know, the ability to bounce forward, um, to bounce back higher and stronger, to um, uh, deal calmly and optimistically with challenges, to be agile, to adapt swiftly to changes and um, really in a rapidly changing complex and dynamic world which we're living in I mean if there's one word to describe it it's fast it's digital it's diverse dynamic disruptive and dispersed and and with obviously uh, technology there's a very very strong need to be able to adapt swiftly to change so the more resilient an individual is then the more resilient the team and the organization is so it's absolutely critical and essential to success in the 21st century business scenario, really, whether it's in your business or your life. And I'm a great believer that obviously what's going on in business impacts your life and what's going on in your life can also impact your business. So they're very, very much intertwined. Um, yeah, that it's, it's super important. I mean, a lot of the business groups now, you know, it was often referred to as a soft skill and nice to have now really, you know, Harvard Business Review Forbes, everybody say this is essential. It's not nice to have. It's absolutely critical, basically. Yes. Thank you so much for that answer, Julie. And you're right. It is no longer a nice to have, but it is an essential quality, essential skill that we have in today's world as leaders but now here's the question. How do we develop it? Great question. And basically, resilience is built through experiences. And the more experiences we have, the more resilient we become. And the more resilient we become, the the more able and capable we are to manage change and manage stress and anxiety. I use the mountain as a metaphor quite often. And, you know, at the base of that mountain is optimism. You know, if you wake up in the morning and think it's a great day and, you know, I've got an opportunity to make a difference versus, oh, my gosh, it's another day. Um, so the base is really optimism and then obviously the higher you climb up a mountain there's less oxygen it's harder the higher you go up in the and the career ladder in the business where you have more responsibilities and you have to have that helicopter view a higher perspective then that's really important to be able to manage the that stress um so really the business case is having resilient leaders, resilient leadership, and having teams and organizations that adapt swiftly to change, stay calm and optimistic, and and, and ride with the change of major shifts. When you look at trends and technology and um, the way the business uh, scenario is going, you know, with mergers and acquisitions and now the global market, we really do have to have this open 
mind, a flexible mind, a focus on solutions, um, be able to take action, remain optimistic and a pragmatic realism and, and manage that stress and that change. Now you talk about climbing mountains and I mentioned this in, uh, in the intro, but you use a very nice illustration there that I would not have thought about before because unlike you, I have not climbed a mountain. I've only looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. You know, I'm going to get you on a mountain one of these days. I don't, oh, my don't goodness. Worry. <laughs> You're in a mountain. I can only imagine what you said, but it is so apropos. Yes. I mean, I talk, I uh, run programs called Corporate Oxygen. And it's breathing new life into your business that basically, you know, whether it's an entrepreneurial journey or, a, you know, a director on a board that the more complicated that the business comes or the more uh, responsibilities that you take on a role, uh, then it's the higher you're climbing up the corporate ladder or, or, you know, the organizational ladder. So this is really important to be able to adapt to that change and to be able to breathe and be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, so the metaphor of the mountain that, you know, you're either on the base camp, you're on a plateau or a high or a low, that, you know, how do we respond to those changing circumstances, to unpredictable circumstances sometimes in business? You know, is there a storm? Is, uh, you know, uh, do you have to sit and wait out for something? Do you need extra resources, etc.? So there's a very strong parallel to uh, climbing a corporate ladder or leading teams at high level to actually re reaching the summit of a mountain that the higher you climb, you need to lighten your load, let go of things, you know, delegate things that you don't need to carry so that you can have that higher perspective and that you can breathe more easily and, and play uh, also a supportive role as well as that, so that leadership role. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful. I really like that. And I could never use this illustration because I have not climbed a mountain. And I, I know you say you're going to get me out there, but I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm not sure about that one, Julie. <laughs> Maybe but yes. a little hill, <laughs> a small peak. <laughs> that's what makes you so unique and also so fascinating. I mean, you've not done this just once, but you know, just go ahead and tell us, because I was going to ask you later, but go ahead and just tell us now exactly how many mountains have you climbed? Oh, gosh, I, I think around 19, which doesn't sound very much because, you know, there's a mountain in every single country. So there's more than 190 old, you know, lots and lots of mountains. And the first mountain I climbed was for my 40th birthday, um, which is now 17 years ago. So work that one out. And that's really when I had my epiphany, because prior to that I had been very much in traditional sports. And it was just really this um, love of the outdoors to take that to, a, you know, a, a new level basically and seeing a whole new world from the summit and then thinking well gosh and if I can do this and this is how I feel so um, elated alive at one with nature complete new perspective that would be a really powerful offering to clients to be able to experience that now that mountain could be um, writing a book running a marathon starting a business you know moving to a new country so that really the mountain as a metaphor can be anything that really challenges you, takes you out of your comfort zone and builds your, your strength and your resilience and, and gives you a, a different perspective. Um, so that could be just hanging out with different geeky people that are completely different from your own industry sector. Um, so I talk a lot about this inner mountain and what is your mountain, you know, what are the mountains that you need to climb? What are some of the challenges in your business or in your sports or in your life that you really do need to um, take those first steps and, and, and keep taking steps, daily action to reach that personal or professional summit? 
And what made you want to start, even at, especially at the age of 40, uh, climbing <laughs> mountains? Oh, gosh, you know, I think age is a number. And um, basically, I think zero birthdays, I call them zero limit birthdays. Anything with a zero at the end, whether it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, because I still intend to be climbing, swimming, uh, pushing boundaries well up into my 80s and 90s. And it was just really this milestone moment that, you know, what could I do? Yeah, of course I can have a party. Um, But let me go and do something that stretches me uh, and I can use as a growth um, opportunity, a growth experience. And, you know, living at sea level in Abu Dhabi just to climb a thousand meters is is different. So to be up at four and a half thousand meters on my 40th birthday um, in that rare air um, was a really an epiphany and a harm moment, basically. And then the following year, I took a team of 18 women to Everest Base Camp in Nepal. And really, that was the tipping point. And I came back and I thought, this is what I need to do. Um, this is a great opportunity to share these experiences and how you can learn and grow from them by connecting with different cultures, um, cross-generational, you know, people that are in their 20s, people that are in their 40s and 50s, and cross-cultural. And this is how you build resilience. And when you look at business now, you've got millennials and you've got baby boomers, you know, how do you bridge those uh, the, the very, very strong experience with the tech-savvy millennials? So it's really about... Um, building bridges of connection and and realizing that, you know, as in nature, we're an ecosystem of support for each other. So whether you're a mountain, a forest, a a river or a desert or a tree, we we all need each other. So this, um, you know, you talk about social resilience, financial resilience, mental, emotional resilience. Uh, So the word resilience, it covers quite a, a broad scope, but it's a ability to ride with the changes and adapt swiftly and stay calm and optimistic it's a must. It's Good. not a must to have. It's a must. <laughs> so you've climbed not just one mountain, but went on to climb 19 mountains. And how many expeditions have you led? Because you don't just climb them yourself. You've brought others with you. How many expeditions have you led? Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very big on teams. So literally, uh, since I started Mountain High back in 2003, I've run uh, just over 60 expeditions now to 20 different countries. Isn't that something? Uh, nine expeditions to the Arctic, the top of the world, and then two to the bottom of the world, Antarctica. So this is really taking people out of their normal environment, out of the concrete fluorescent lighting, air-conditioned boxes into vast open spaces. So it really, really, um, it's a leveler basically so whether you're the CEO of a company a senior junior or you know the office boy or, or, or it, it's a real leveler because all of a sudden you're in a different element and um, yeah it, it really brings out different skills and strengths and, and tests the human spirit to a different level and it, and it just gives you that time to Think about what's important, what's not important, how you can relay some of those skills, some of those learnings from people that you meet along the way back into your business. Very nice. And so you went from the age of 40 to your current age, you said over the next 17 years, completing 19 different mountain climbs. You've led over 60 expeditions in more than 20 countries. And When we talk about being global, you really mean the globe. You've covered the top of the globe as well as the bottom of the globe going down to Antarctica. So that is really fascinating. And I must say, especially for someone who lives in the desert in Abu Dhabi, 
to Ooh, go to these cold places. I mean, that talk about stretching your comfort zone. <laughs> you know, I think we we thrive on challenges or we're looking for contrast. You know, it, it, yes, of course, you could say I like living on the beach. I like living in the desert. And, you know, that's great for so long. And your body, your soul seeking something else. So whether that's the forest or the mountains or the snow and ice. And it's, it's you know, when things become same, samey and you don't feel you're being stretched, then that's the time to make a move. And that could be a mental, emotional move or it could be a physical, geographical move that really gives you a new level of experience and builds on your resilience basically very nice very nice so uh, we're talking to julie lewis and as you can hear she's quite the adventurer and she's talking to us about how her adventures have built in her a spirit of resilience and we are focusing on you know how can we do that as leaders? How can you and I develop resiliency? So we'll continue this conversation right after this word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one -on -one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. This is Dost John Dennis. I am the principal founder and chief consultant for Marefidelis Coaching and Consulting, one of the first and premier boutique consulting companies in Southeast Europe and Middle East. And you are listening to the Keep Leading podcast with Eddie Turner. Okay, everyone, we're back. We're talking to the amazing Julie Lewis. And I say amazing because she has done some things that are not even on my bucket list. And I'm just not sure climbing a mountain is within my reach. But she's climbed several mountains, literally across continents, led expeditions, and then uses that experience of mountain climbing to help audiences around the globe understand the analogy between climbing a mountain and climbing in your career in a corporation. So let's pick back up our discussion right around that point, Julie, because you talked about that analogy and you were answering the question about how we develop resiliency. So That's now right. I like to understand what are the essential elements and dimensions of resiliency and resilient leadership? Great question. Yes. And, and several years ago, somebody said, Julie, you're so resilient. I thought, what does that actually mean? So I studied resilience and became an accredited resilience consultant with a group of business psychologists in the UK who've done, you know, lots of science-based research and have uh, kind of really come up with five elements which are absolutely essential. And the first one is optimism. This is essential because it impacts all of the other elements. Uh, so solution orientation, individual accountability, which is a big one, openness and flexibility, and then managing stress and anxiety. And it's interesting, out of over 40,000 reports from CEOs, top athletes, surgeons, people, you know, in the financial world where they're continually kind of under pressure and stress to, to manage, basically individual accountability and managing stress tend to score the lowest. This came up with something called an RQ, a resilient quotient. So this is something that's measurable. So I offer online testing and reports. And then we map it onto the dimensions of resilient leadership. And then we're looking at vision, 
effectiveness, empowerment, responsiveness, and supportiveness. So it's very, very tangible to actually have your personalized report and say, how am I doing with these elements? And then mapping it onto the dimensions of resilience and how the high and the low scores could impact the way that you manage yourself, that you lead yourself, that you lead others, and obviously then the organization. Very intriguing. And so I'm seeing more and more And when it comes to physicians, when it comes to attorneys, I'm seeing more stress and, as you said, burnout uh, in that audience specifically. And obviously, they have high-stress roles. uh, And wanting to leave the profession after all the years of study and research they've done to attain the level they have in their careers, feeling like, I just can't do this anymore. So resiliency in doing an RQ test Give me a little bit more information on that, please, for my listeners who might be interested. Basically, an RQ test, it's a very short test. It takes around four minutes. And and basically, over the last 12 years, they've gathered data. So it looks at these five elements. So it can actually measure. And it comes out as a, a percentage, whether it's established, developing, strong, or excellent. And really, this just gives you a level of self-awareness that you may have not had before so that you can actually work on some of these elements. And then the RLQ, Resilient Leadership Quotient, is the next level. So optimism links to vision. What's the long-term vision? Solution orientation as an element links into effectiveness, uh, taking action, you know, the ability to be solution-focused and action-orientated. Individual accountability then leads to empowerment. Do you empower others? Do you, you know, take their hand and then let them go and say, you know, you need to be accountable? You know, openness and flexibility. If you're dealing with different technology, different cultures, different systems, then you need to be responsive to those instead of saying, no, 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 we've we've always done it this way. We need to continue doing it this way. The managing stress, as we mentioned, is a really big one. And you're hearing more and more about C-suite burnout, decision fatigue, adrenal fatigue, and people really having to uh, take a break, mental health days, um, to recharge. Because when people talk about resilience and keep on keeping on, then, you know, the other part of resilience is actually knowing that you need quality recovery time. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can't keep sprinting. You know, we we have times where we've got deadlines. We want to finish a project, you know, high intense times. And then we just need to balance that out so that our life doesn't become one dimensional and it's all about work and we forget our family, our health, our friends, our, our social side of things. Um, so it's it's really about creating harmony within the life to know that sometimes resilience means taking a break and recharging those batteries, you know, taking a walk and actually reflecting on and being more conscious, basically. Uh, I think Good. that's the thing to actually say, I need a break. I'm not quitting. I need a break. I need to make sure I'm eating, thinking, moving and sleeping well. Uh, sleep, for example, is essential. And if people aren't getting, you know, sleep, quality sleep, then they're going to make not so great decisions, foggy brain, um, running on autopilot, multitasking instead of laser beam focus. Decision fatigue is a lot. I mean, mindfulness now is is big, you know, offsite retreats. It's really to, to not get to the point where somebody literally burns out, collapses, heart issues, lifestyle diseases, because they've really not got that balance right between work, rest, play, thinking, eating, moving, sleeping, and, you know, high performance, but then quality recovery. Good. Thank you very much, Julie. And so um, here you talk about the importance of the RQ test, the RLQ test, 
Uh, and the ability to recover is based on how well we're sleeping, resting, and mindfulness. Is this part of the strategy for how we bounce back, but not only bounce back, but bounce back stronger? Uh, but I would say bounce forward, really. I mean, uh, you know, don't look back. You're not going that way. I mean, that's a lovely quote, isn't it? That it's actually bouncing forward with a new level of understanding of what works, what's not working. Um, I mean, I've learned from lots of experiences from being blown off mountains from last year, being pulled out of the English Channel after four hours of swimming in the dog. You think, what did I learn from this? You know, how could I make this different? What do, what are the lessons to share? So I think by having experiences of business sports and life enables you to be more resilient but also help others become more resilient as well because you can share the lessons and the learnings and the growth from that uh, which is super super important wonderful so thank you for correcting me it's not about bouncing back ladies and gentlemen it's about bouncing forward i like that very good (laughs) so we've made several references now to your book moving mountains discover the mountain in you and for most people if they've called the book something about mountains, they would put a stock image photo of mountains on the book. Not you. You have a photo of you in front of one of those mountains you climbed on the book. And I just love the cover. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about the book. The book really is a combination of stories, uh, my own stories, but around 29 clients that have, have moved their mountains, whether that's been a physical a relationship, a career, a financial mountain. Um, so it's really stories and insights, lessons that they've learned along the way. And it's really about building courage and confidence. What brings you joy, gives you energy. Chapter seven is all about resilience. It's about bouncing forward higher and stronger, about having clarity, looking at your values your waypoints, you know, using the GPS as a, you know, an inner compass and really, you know, what's the first step? How are you going to get there? How are you making a difference? So it's very, it's packed with kind of practical insights, bright ideas, uh, stories, inspirational quotes. So it's not your kind of how to climb a mountain in the literal sense, you know, get your hiking boots, get your gear, etc. It's really stories of real people uh, that have experienced, um, a mountain, and that could be, as I mentioned, you know, a, a mental, emotional, physical, financial relationship, career mountain, and how have they overcome that, moved through it, climbed it, gone round it, piled straight through it, and and how has that changed them, and how has it transformed them? That would be a great inspiration to a, another person that's either a starting to think about starting their own business, running a coaching practice, writing their book. Uh, running a marathon, moving to a different country. All of these things that are experienced are pretty universal. You know, we've all lost somebody that we've loved. We've all had failures, uh, you know, made some kooky decisions in business, had to change our strategy very quickly. So these are all experiences that add, you know, to that resilience account. So I would be very happy to create a link for your listeners uh, to actually experience the RLQ. Uh, Happy to do that. We could do the Keep Leading slash RLQ uh, report. And if that would be useful, I'm more than happy to do that for your listeners that and your raving fans. Delightful. Yes, I'm going to take you up on that. Please create that and then you send that to me. We'll put that in the show notes and anyone listening can discover their RQ. And I'm actually going to take it myself. So please, I yes. thank you for that offer. So yeah, you cover a lot in your book and I got to tell folks, it is really well-written. You give action steps. You have these wonderful stories that you alluded to, and including your own. You share some deeply personal things. You uh, talk about love. You talk about the loss of your first spouse. 
Yes. Job changes, changing mm-hmm. homes, and changing countries multiple times throughout your life. And so you have a lot to offer people. And I just love your perspective, truly a global perspective. And I'd love for you to share some advice uh, for our leaders who are listening, who are interested in knowing how they can make changes, explore possibilities, and have new beginnings. I think the the key leadership advice is start with yourself, you know, look in the mirror, what's important to you. Uh, So lead by example. I'm I'm very, very big on that, you know, and and be present and be able to be with yourself, because if you can't be with yourself, how do you expect others to be with you? Um, I talk about authenticity, you know, about actually living your values, being aligned with your values and also authentic that's awe authentic you know what is um awe inspiring for you what are you really excited about um to have that laser beam focus because it's very easy to get distracted there's information overload so laser beam focus to take action and and my final one really is to be mad mad making a difference and i do talk about that in the book i talk about mad love MAD, making a difference, L-O-V-E, lots of valuable experiences. So how as an entrepreneur, as a corporate, as an organization, can we actually make a difference? Corporate social responsibility. Do we want to make the earth cooler, greener, cleaner? Do we want to empower microfinance businesses? Do we want to plant more trees? Do we want to educate children? You know, these are the things that, you know, what's the noble goal? What's the, what's the why uh, we do what we do uh, so that, you know, we, we create a legacy and impact and influence on the next generation of leaders as well. Very nice. So I think what I'm hearing in our discussion today, Julie, is that resilience and resilient leadership is important in life and in business. Oh, my goodness, definitely. And certainly in sports, you know, if you're running a marathon or swimming across the English Channel or writing a book, um, you know, whether you're fighting for your life in a hospital, whether you're moving to a new country, starting your business, or going through a merger or an acquisition, it is vital. Thank you. <laughs> On the Keep Leading podcast, we like to always help leaders keep leading. What quote or advice would you have for our leaders listening? You know, as I mentioned at the beginning of our session today, one of the quotes that I really love, and it's by Lao Tzu, is stand like mountain, flow like water. So looking at the nature of your business, what comes natural to you? When do you need to be a mountain and when do you need to flow? Uh, my next book will really all be around flow and lessons from water. Because when you think about water, it always finds a way. It weaves its way around obstacles. It knows it's leading to greater things. It it adapts to the environment. So the concept of of water uh, and being like water, which is very yin, you know, the yin and yang, the hot and cold, up and down. I think, you know, when we can actually say, yes, there are times when I do sound strong and there are times when I'm more like water, is a very powerful nature-based metaphor for living a a full and fulfilling life and a business. And the title of the next book is? I'm kind of deciding whether it's going to be called Flow, Life Lessons from Water, or H2O Leadership, Life Lessons from Water. So I'm playing with a few ideas and and um, it it will flow. (laughs) All right. Well, I like both of those titles and I can't wait to see which one you land on. Julie, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate having you on the Keep Leading Podcast. 
Thank you so much. It's really lovely to give, a, you know, as you mentioned, a different perspective from uh, the great outdoors and through experiences that we've had that we can apply to business. So uh, it's always interesting to get that different perspective. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for listening. That concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So, whatever you're doing, always keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.